What's up, everybody? It's James, and thank you for joining us for another episode of It's Kickback. This week, we're kicking it with Rios. Mios. Rios, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Glad to be here in 2023, man. Got a big year ahead of us. Yeah, I love to hear that, man. So I actually I met you because you had did one of our vibe checks in Peoria. Yep. And from yep. there, uh, then you had also been on our Artist Spotlight um, segment. But that's how I know you. What Kind of tell the people about who is Rios Mios. Yeah, so Rios Mios uh, is an event promoter and an artist himself. Uh, he's also kind of a one-man army. He does sound engineer. Uh, he does event planning and everything like that. So, um, you know, just an all-in-one package, but I don't know. He's kind of tall. He's got a little bit of riz. I don't know. Just <laughs> talk to him. Meet him in person. See what happens. <laughs> no, uh, man, I think you're dope. Uh, I love your content online, too. I love how you always ask, like, um, what's what's the thing that'll make a guy appear slutty or something like that? Oh, dude, the slutty behaviors content is going up on a Twitter. It's always gold. Uh, but again, thank you for um sitting down with me, man. And you know, we've talked about the artist side, but I want to get to know Rios Mios, the promoter. So, how did yeah. you get started in the event planning and promoting side of music? Yeah, so. Um, once again, bro, I can't stress how much your show and Peoria was kind of like the big bang for me, bro. I was in such a period of my life where I just had the ambition. I had the motivation. I just needed something to make it all click. And it was your show that did it. And, um, so whenever I saw you do it, you know, and I've always been a part of the underground scene. I've been making music for seven, eight years. I've been a part of showcases for seven, eight years. Yeah. So, I mean, I understood a lot of it to begin with, but I mean, just drawing in and knowing from, you know, looking from the outside in, what did James do? What did James do right? What did James do wrong? And like that for every other show, all of a sudden I felt like I had the experience and then the confidence finally to go for it myself. So I had my very first show showcase in Champaign on November 11th, 2021. Yeah. So... I actually had like a little bit of a kickback this year in November to like kind of celebrate that moment because we've been at it for about a year now. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> no, you're you're dope. And you had asked a few questions. I was like, bro, I'm just fucking do it. <laughs> I uh-huh. just gotta do it. You just gotta do it. No, exactly. And that's what when people ask me, I say the same thing. Like, just go for it. Yeah, and you're gonna hit walls and you're gonna fail. But what you're gonna do? What you do is you're going to learn from it. And that, yeah. that's life in general. That's everything. Yeah, it, it is. It, But I, I'm glad I could be that for you because you, you do give me uh my credit a lot of times when we reach out. I do. I you still randomly like me. We conversation highly every time we talk about you or anytime we're talking about promoters. <laughs> Trust me, man. And I, know, and I hope, you know, like I hope people do the same for me because, you know, yeah. No, they do. No, I, I actually like when people hit me up for Springfield stuff. I'm like, yeah, you need to just get a hold of Rios because I, I'm, yeah. that's not my market, you know. Uh-huh. And I know you have you've introduced yourself to that market. You know, a lot of the other guys, like I sat with Uncanny, he had heard of you, and I, a couple other people are like, oh yeah, I know him. I'm just like, that boy's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. I, I keep telling people there's clones of me because I'm everywhere at once. Yeah, you do. You do do a lot though because managing that. 
and because as a promoter, I know what goes into it, but as an artist as well, because you did have some drops during that too. Did do you ever? Did you ever feel like, oh, I can't be an artist. I'm doing this instead. Um, cause in cause when I first went into it, I wanted it to be very fifty fifty, like very even. Yeah. And there's some months where I am full promoter. I didn't even look at the Rios Meal Spotify stats. I didn't post a single song, you know. And then there's some months where I'm like, man, I'm in the studio every other day, and my it, it's sad, you know, because sometimes my events will suffer because of that, and vice versa. Sometimes my music will suffer because I'm focusing on the event so much. Um, but if I find the right balance, that 50-50, I think it's golden. Like, I think it's great. Because then I'm helping other artists and I'm booking them and getting them on stage and stuff. The same time promoters are in my DMs getting me booked for shows that I can just, like, personally go out and be the artist for it. Yeah. So that perfect sweet spot. And it's hard to hit, but, you know, when it's there, it's mm. It's good. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So with the promotion stuff, um, November 2021, you held your first showcase, you said, right? Yeah. Um, from that, what were the lessons you learned? Like, uh, what were your challenges you faced on your very first one? First lesson, nobody's going to take you serious until you take yourself serious. Okay. Um, that's the first one. Yeah. If you doubt yourself, everyone in the room is going to start doubting you. Yeah. And they can uh, feel it. Yeah. You really yeah. That's what... And, if you go up on the mic and you've emceed too, if you go up on the mic and you say, I mean, you can be confident all the way to like the very last artist and yeah. you kind of just lackluster say, all right, now can y'all just like give it up for like Poncho over here? Yeah. Everyone's not going to do, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. You got to like talk with your chest and you have to like not even convince yourself to believe yourself because you should already believe in yourself. <laughs> but like you need to like, you know, make it look like you are fully confident and then people will all of a sudden just be drawn to that and i at least i could like pretty proudly say i'm very confident in myself so it naturally happens but i know mcs who are like oh bro i just go out there and fake it every time but like they're very good and i never would have known that unless i talked to them so yeah just be confident in yourself but even if you're not or even if you're just a little hesitant fake it till you make it those are two very important things. Yeah. And I'm sure that should not be the last time you ever hear those yeah. advice, those tips. Yeah. And I agree. The fake it till you make it. Cause I was similar to this. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And like, even on that Peoria show that you did for me, there was a moment where I like had like backhand and complimented the guys I started with. And I was like, I don't know why I just did that shit. And yeah. It, it, I just like looked at the room. I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta amp it back up. I gotta do something. Um, so yeah, you're, I feel that. I feel that. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I've hit that myself too. Um, so since since you are a performer too, what made you want to do your own shows? Because I I know I tell people like um, when artists don't like the way my shows go or anything, I'm like I I always encourage them. I'm like, please, yeah, yourself. Like you, I want you to see what I'm actually going through. You know, yeah. for you, what was it that was like? I'm gonna also hold my own shows. Yeah, so I think it just kind of goes into the passion or performance that I have because I tell this to everybody, this is a big Rios Mios quote. If it wasn't for music, I would still be performing. Music is my means to perform. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, shit, it's to the point where if I was the most untalented person on the world, I would still teach myself to juggle and I would go out on the streets and I would juggle or something. 
Yeah. Because my true passion is in performing. Yeah. And I think it's that passion that's just kind of like fueled the flames that's been like, bro, if you're not doing a show, you better start a show because like it's kind of magic. And I mean, it's very, you get lost in it. Yeah. You get lost in it. It's yeah. it's a beautiful thing. And it's like even people who just go up there for their first time and don't know what to expect, you watch them go up and they're shy, you're a little nervous. By the end of the set, they're hooping and hollering, they're screaming, they're like, put me on, bro, put me on. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, uh, it's literally like awakening something in them. And like, I get to help be a part of that. And I also get to do that to myself too. Like, yeah, it's a drug. I can't lie. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think, uh, I agree. Yeah. Cause that, that it's always nice to see, help people go after their dream too. Mm-hmm. And if the one little quip I want to say, cause that how I said it, like performing is a little bit like a drug, but the one little quip that I always want to say is like, I black out whenever I perform. I've rehearsed, I rehearse two, three times a week, my set. Right. Yeah. But then once I go out on the stage and I do my set, people will run up to me like, "Real, that was crazy the way you did that. And it's crazy the way you said that. And I will every time go, I don't remember. Yeah. I do not remember. <laughs> all I know is that I like get the mic, the music starts. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the music's over and I'm off the stage. I yeah. do not remember. I black out. Bless the, the baby no money show with like the thousand people on that crazy show that I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally, I watched clips of me because I skateboarded during that set. Yeah, I know that. And nice. I ate it one time. Like, I mean, I ate it. And I saw that video and I went, dude, I don't remember that. <laughs> My brain literally did not remember that. And that's how, like, focused and in the moment I am. Yeah. So hey. I just wanted to say that because it's kind of cool. No, I, in that flow state, man, you just get lost in it. And that's awesome that you. Yeah, the flow state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. Since you, since you are a performer, do you perform at your showcases as well? Uh, yeah. So I don't like put a pedal to the metal or anything like that. But for instance, uh, I always open the show because I know how tough it is to be the opener when nobody in the club, the bar, the venue is up to the stage or anything. Yeah. I go up there and I do a song that gets the crowd up and then we start going, we'll do some songs. That's smart. If a performer, um, who's kind of, you know, a little bit new to the scene, doesn't have their set memorized, or maybe I booked them on the wrong kind of genre, you know, yeah. and it, some people kind of walk away. I'll go up and try to bring them back and do my own music. Yeah. Um, and then typically the very end of the night, I like to throw one more in there. So I basically just kind of splice them where it makes sense. I've definitely found the sweet spot for it because, you know, if I just, shoehorned myself on every lineup people are gonna be like bro this is this is corny yeah Yeah. but if i don't express how i'm passionate about this myself and how i am you know a professional then i'm selling myself short because i have been making music for seven eight years i have been performing for seven eight years yeah so no and you put the work in and you Mm -hmm. and i i've seen it i've seen i've seen i didn't see the start of it so i didn't know you opened the show that's that's actually fire. So I commend you for that. Um, yeah. Because the reasoning behind it is just great because no one wants to go first. You know? No. I think that's fantastic that you do that. But I did see your setup when I went down to a boat bar in St. Louis. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a little early in the year. Yeah. So yeah. when I went, it's I all like that. The boat bar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the aesthetic of it uh, inside. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Um, the long hallway. Um, so 
but yeah, just to move on, uh, since since you do incorporate like yourself into the sets, is, is that do you kind of use that as your hook? Like, if someone, if you have a new performer, you know, he's not exactly um, entertaining, and people do walk away. Is that do you kind of push yourself in there, or do you like speak to people like outside of that and go be like, hey, you know, we got this next guy coming up next, or how do you kind yeah. of juggle that? I'll I'll MC it. But if the time calls for a song just to, like, get the people going like that, I I MC before everybody, so I announce them and at least do my part of uh, talking to the crowd and keeping them invested and whatnot. But it's just kind of having to read the room. If yeah. it's time for a song, it's time for a song. If it's time just to talk, time just to talk. Either way, something should be happening on that downtime at the show. Yeah. So just read the room. That's my go on that. That's fair. So, so for your pros and cons as a promoter, you're on the artist side. So, as a pros and cons of a promoter, give me a few pros. Or actually, let's start with the cons. We'll end on a good note. Give me a few yeah. cons to being a promoter. <laughs> um, a few cons to being a promoter. <laughs> First thing, the worst thing about being a promoter is working with venues. Venues are the hardest thing to work with on the planet. I've never thought I would ever be so blatantly disrespected to my face ever. I never thought it would be so hard to get a hold of people ever. And here, venues one up each other time and time again. That is the single most hardest thing about being a promoter is dealing with the venues. In fact, I would even say it's where about 50% of our value lies is our business connections with venues. Yeah. Um, so that's my statement on that. The other like things on the side is dealing with promoters. Promoters already get a bad rap in general in some yeah. underground scenes because you know there are some scummy promoters out there. Yeah. And um, I do my best to work with everybody as much as I can and meet them in the middle and come to agreements, whatever it is, whatever comes like payouts and bookings and even like contracts and stuff. Sometimes I have to be the bad guy. Sometimes you know. And I don't want to be. So that's another, that's just yeah. kind of like a con there. Sometimes you got to tell somebody, no, I don't got, I don't have room on this. Or yeah. sometimes you got to tell them like, I'm just trying to save some of this venue cost. It costs $600 to rent this place out, bro. I can't just go negative, you know? Yeah. So a lot goes into it. And uh, sometimes you just have to be very factual. The best way to go around that is just be transparent. Make sure everybody understands what's going in to make this happen and that's kind of the best way to approach that but that is a con it's hard to negotiate that I um and i think one other negative being the promoter i don't know really something is just jumping out at me that's that means it's been pretty good for you because my yeah. I, got, I got a little yeah. longer list on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you've been in it for longer, bro. Yeah. I learned it too. Uh, yeah. Last thing, just staying organized. Tough. I got four shows in one month, and that's four different lineups, four different cities. Like, that's tough. That's hard to organize. Yeah. So, Damn. that's another one. That boy moving. Every Dude. weekend. Every weekend, literally. That's what's up. I respect it. Yeah, I'll see. I'll Sometimes I'll catch a flyer. You know, Instagram's fucking algorithm um, is not. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? 
And will you see reels as posts on what's more slutty side tattoos or curly hair? Or will you see the shit that I actually invested hundreds of dollars yeah. to buy for? What will you see? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> but when I do see the flyer, I try to show it. And yeah, I know you have one in Springfield coming up. You've been working with like Dumb Records a lot and stuff like that. And that's cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the next one in Springfield's at Whiskey Jacks, which the last one at Whiskey Jacks was huge. James, you're gonna freak out. Ten artists on the lineup, regular showcase. Sound check was at sound check was at eight. Artist check in was at eight. Sound check was at eight thirty. Showtime at nine. Everyone showed up on time. Sound check went smooth. Everyone already had their music. And the show started at 8.58, two minutes early. We had head, we had enough heads in the building to be like, no, this is good. Like, let's let's roll. Whoa. Yeah, for a showcase. I'm still waiting on my turn, man. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I, I know. I got goosebumps. And by homie, he's been helping me out solo aj and yeah. in fact if you need somebody to mc or host i've trained him he's good waking yeah. him up um he was like reels why are you freaking out like i've never seen you so sober and i'm like this has never happened yeah you're <laughs> doing this this has never happened yeah everyone's on time everyone like brought their peoples and sound check went well you're shitting me. Yeah, guess yeah. what? One of the best shows ever. We had 70 people in the building all night long. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good show. Super nice. Artists, I hope you're fucking listening right now. Because when you do right, the promoter can do his job and everyone can enjoy the show. And then that means everyone stuck around from beginning to end. Like, it was That's good. Awesome. Congratulations. That's awesome, man. That's Thank awesome. you. I hope you guys are able to run it back this next time. That's dope as fuck. Hoping so. Hoping so. All right, so I we we spoke about the cons. Let's spoke about some pros to being the yeah. Um, pros being the promoter. Well, in most circumstances, not every time, obviously, but in most circumstances, I get a little bit of money on the back end. Yeah, that's nice. The second thing is my name is uh more prominent with the event. You know, people will talk about the promoter quite a bit whenever it's all the artists getting together and just being like, well, like, who put this on? This is kind of nice. You know, they're going to say Rios Mios. Yeah. But your name starts getting held in all these conversations that are, you know, important. You know, who's yeah. making ways? Who does the shows around here? And Rios Mios. So that's a no. huge pro. I say that. Uh, <laughs> third thing is once you do get to meet a venue and you guys establish a partnership and a well-respected relationship, business relationship, then it's butter. For instance, uh, me and Whiskey Jags, me and Broadway Boat Bar, uh, I'm trying to think of another one, the IMC and Champagne. I've got all the manager's phone numbers to the point where I just text, and all I say is, what day you want me to show up? What day do you want an event? And they give me the date, and I put it in, and we're rolling. Um, yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah, go yeah. so crazy. And that's how... And that's how I can do so many is because these venues respect what I'm doing, they respect what the artists are doing, and they want to help us out just as much as we help them out by bringing people in the door. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge pro. Once it gets going, it feels great. That's awesome, man. That, I'm yeah. so glad it's worked out for you. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I think I have I have one in Quincy, the Joker's Lounge, and they're that 
Yeah. So. It's good when it's like that. Yeah. It's good. It just, it's just so much smoother. It's so mm-hmm. smoother. Um, but I, I have you, so what's your worst situation with the venue? Um, that you, if you don't mind um, me asking the disrespecting, you don't yeah, have to say the I, venue name, but what was yeah. that? What was it about? Um, I've had two venues and yeah, I don't want to say any names, but there was one venue who gave me a, an insane number to rent. Um, they were giving me $1,000, which mind you, this was not a big venue. And I've gotten to deal with big venues like the Promontory in Chicago and Canopy Club in Champaign, both of which for their 500 capacity, full lights and audio stages are less than 1,000. This 100 per person capacity bar wanted to charge me $1,000. And it just gets to like, what's going on? And then I even like very, very, very respectfully communicated to them my situation, what I'm trying to do, how the money moves in these circumstances, and how I would even take a loss before them just to prove my point and how beneficial this business practice is. Yeah. And they go, no, 1,000, bro. Take it or leave it. Dude, you're not even... It's like a, you didn't even read the text. You didn't even read the email. Yeah. So that has happened before. And then there's another circumstance where the venue had an issue, multiple issues that basically hindered the show to the point where I should have just canceled. And they did not tell me, even though these things happened a week before. So I show up when, and you know, we don't have sound and yeah. we don't have door people. And they just decided like, oh, yeah, well, we figured you would have known because the last show we had didn't have those things. Like, bro, I'm not from here. I don't... Yeah. I wouldn't know that. So... That's poor communicating. Poor communicating, and then almost this, like, we know, like, I don't know, that last video is very high horse. Like... Yeah. Wow. So, those are my two poor situations. Yeah. Damn. That's... Yeah... But that's rough. It seems like you were able to pivot and still capitalize. Then you're still yeah. in your way. You weren't just because mm-hmm. I've had I've had venues fucking steal the whole concept of a show and steal a date. Oh yeah, so that Ooh. yeah, that was like the slap in the face. I do this every year, and you're gonna take my date and make it the same theme as what I. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I probably shouldn't work with you anymore. No, that's scummy. Yeah, that mm. that was like, yeah. So I I, I was just curious the disrespectful moments because it, I mean, people talk out of pocket a lot too. They can sometimes, but it's always like okay, but mm-hmm. no, nah, those those moments are just like, bro, you're not even listening. You you obviously don't want to make any money. So yeah, what what are some what do your venue deals look like? Um, in general, like do you just do you just play the fat fee or have you worked out? Be like yeah, so um. From whenever I first start uh, working with the venue, I always play by their rules, whether it might be a flat fee, a flat fee in percentage of tickets, or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, So I play by the rules, and then I just kind of slowly push things in my favor as I prove that I can provide them profit without the extra fees and stuff. Um, With the venues I work very closely with, and who respect the event and the business uh quite simple they keep the bar and i keep the door and we shake hands and we go we're gonna make the, we're gonna make money together tonight yeah together 
And it, those business relationships um, have given me the opportunity to do these full time, you know. So, and, but from the first, whenever I first contact them, um, and good faith and the confidence of my product, I always play by their rules. As long as it's not a thousand dollars for the night, <laughs> like, I will play by their. That's rules. a lot. That's a lot. Way too much. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Uh, but yeah, you know, play their play by their rules. If you're confident in your product and you know the value, they'll see it as well, and just build on that relationship. Yes, that's what's up. That's that's a good tip uh, for everyone listening, or if you're just curious about what goes into putting events together. Yeah. So before I get into you working with higher tiered artists for shows, what what's your goal of your showcases? Um, the goal of the showcases, I that's a great question because I just figured it out. Um, so let's say I put on four four showcases in Chicago, right? It was January, February, March, April. Then in May, I'm going to have um, a big show with one or two headliners featuring the two best performers from the last four showcases. Yeah. And that's what I did in Chicago just on the 29th, four, four days ago. Um, we had Sony, uh, Underground Chicago, really popping. We almost had Super Boo. He had to drop at the last second due to a very unforeseen circumstance. And Young Jasper. And those are three like Chicago, underground Chicago yeah, yeah. knockouts. Um, and then as soon as I was like, well, shit, I've got three super dope names on this flyer. Who should I have come out? And it was beautiful because I didn't even have to think for more than a second. It hit me. There is this group called MKTP. They're absolutely turning heads with their performance value. There's my favorite white boy, Husk. <laughs> that kid's crazy. I love him to death. Um there was another gentleman, Mikey, the gent. And I mean, these are all people I've worked with and I've seen the value multiple times again and again. Yeah. So whenever it comes to having a bigger show, I know these people bring heads out. I know they're good. They're not going to make me look bad. In fact, they add to the show as openers. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's the cause for the showcase. If it wasn't for the showcases, I wouldn't have met those dudes. Yep. Mm hmm yeah, you get it. Yeah, <laughs> you should not. I same platform because uh, for me now, when you do those, do you do you still make them pay to open, or you kind of just so nope. That is the that is the true end all be all invite. Like you, yeah. It's not even respect love. I respect everybody, but yeah. it is the you have proven yourself not once, not twice, three times. Yeah. You are a good person. You are a good artist. You are good for the culture. Let's get yeah. you on this stage. Yeah. And that show in Chicago had, we sold 120 tickets. Nice. You know, people go in out the door, but I would say there was a steady 80 people in the venue all night. Yeah. Um, And especially with like whenever it got closer to the, when the headliners were performing, when there is a bit more, you know, around that hundred number, um, everybody who got to open for that kind of crowd were just like so thankful and happy with the opportunity you know and no skin off their back when you think anything corny about it just like hey you free december 29th come open yeah that's dope mm -hmm. I, yeah i love that concept because that was that's that's kind of what i wanted for the vibe checks um yeah. but i think it's i think it's smart that you do more than just because me i do one in the city it's like all right i'm gonna go with those guys so when i bring a major i'm gonna go with them 
Yeah. I think I think it's smart that you do four because it gives you more variety. Because it because t- mm-hmm. it's like I had people ask me when am I coming back to Peoria. It was like oh shit I don't even know not until I book a major and then it, that's not that's not cool because then you don't yeah. have to relationship it. So no. I think it's smart that you do that. I and yeah. I respect that a lot. Um, you should do it too, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. I just I got some personal things that and I. I love doing shows, but I have accepted the fact that I am more of a talent buyer. Um, mm-hmm. I just I don't have the same patience to deal with egos and uh, <laughs> the entitlement. Man. Yeah, I once did. I, you know, I raise a kid. I don't need to be. <laughs> you know, this twenty-two-year-old. Yeah, and tell and like you don't know how it works. Like, I, and I'm I'm not here to screw anyone over. Like, like you said, like very rarely do we like. I don't want to charge you to open for someone. I don't want to charge you. But I if I don't know that you can bring bodies in, I don't even know if you're a good performer. I have to charge you. Mm-hmm. Like I have and to be fair. The the gentleman that I invited on to open for really cool names like that, it took them four showcases. Or it took them four to come out and prove themselves like that. And it ain't easy. You need to like spend the time in in the scene, in the community, showing face, proving what you got. Yeah. Proving that you're serious, because I've booked people who are still in that hobbyist stage, and I've given yeah. slots for bigger artists to where it was like, damn, I I know I should have done that. Like, yep. So that, but that's one of those things you learn. Um, sorry, we got about eight minutes left, so I do want to go into, uh, outside of that for your showcases. How do you find? How do I guess? How do artists come to you? How how should they approach you if they want to just introduce themselves yeah. and start showing you what they're made of? Um, and a lot of people do. They just hit me up like, yo, you're the dude who does shows? Question mark. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm fine with that. Like, no, same, oh, same. Cool. Um, I think, yeah, just uh, opening up, like, open up remarks on DMs and stuff like that. Just, like, be cool about it. Um, don't expect for there to be an opportunity right away. Um, no, just by... Putting my name in the DMs helps 100%. But the best and foremost, uh, the foremost best way to get on a show is to show up to one of my other showcases. If you show up to one of my showcases and you bought a ticket and then you come up to me and say, you're Rios, right? Yeah. When's the next one here? I will 100% put your name in my phone at that moment, give you the next date and say, closer to this time, text me. You know, yeah. Um, so like, you know, always in the DM. It can't hurt, but at the end of the day, show up, show face. You know, be a part of the community. Don't expect it just to get built and then you take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. Because me and all these other artists in Springfield, St. Louis, Champaign, we're not just building this really cool underground community for everyone to come play music. And for four people, like audiences of 50, 60, 70, you know, not just building this shit up for free. Everyone's putting in their time, sweat, finances, resources. Like, come be a part of it. Don't yeah. take advantage of it. Yeah, respect. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just blanked on my next question. Um, but <laughs> You don't I, got notes? No, got hey, notes. you know I got notes. I was just trying to add on to that because you had said something. Uh, early on, but just the uh, the community and what you're building. Um, the show the show I went to in St. Louis. I don't know if you ended up mentioning my name, but some of the guys that I saw performing that I thought were dope had reached out to me, 
So I did want to thank you for that, and I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost sure I did. Like I'm almost yeah. sure I did. So I, I appreciate that, and that was dope. And you know, I do hope to work with those guys uh, eventually. So, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, so just to, we got five minutes. So I just, who are some of the higher tiered artists that you worked with? You named uh, dropped like Superboy. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the one I'm most familiar with. But who else have you worked with? Um, I have had calls and texts conversations with homicide gang manager um i don't want to give her name or anything like that but i'm almost sure that's playboy cardi's manager too um so some really cool things going on there um there's some other ones i've talked to well I know you're Maddie, the Maddie Woods one. I put yeah, Maddie Woods. on my Snapchat, and there yeah. I had I had like some people hit me like, "Yo, can you get me on this?" And they're like, "How do I?" <laughs> and I was just like, "You need to go follow him on Instagram." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "You need to go follow him on Instagram. He's your guy." And they're like, "Well, would you ever work with him?" And I was like, "He's doing this. Follow him on Instagram. Hit him up. Yeah. Like he'll hear you out." Um, but yeah, but yeah, so, Maddie Woods. Yeah, that was a big Honey, one. Um, Young Jasper is getting there on the cusp. Homicide Gang, Super Boo. Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of sums it up. Those are the yeah. ones. That I That's a lot for you. I, I've reached out to others. Don't think I haven't been trying. But those no, we talk. I have solid business confirmations. I'm like, we've signed contracts, make deals. So Yeah. No, that's what's up. Because I know you had tweeted something about the Jack Harlow thing. And I was like, bro, no shit. At about the same time. We both were like trying to get that yeah. <laughs> the stove button because that was before I even knew you. I don't know. So you had like posted this. I was like, bro, no shit. Look, it, I my email was like a day or two before yours was out to him. Yeah. What's popping yep. took him way out of budget. <laughs> yep. Um. So just thank you again for sitting down with me and just kicking it. Like it's been fun, yeah. good, and it's been really great to just see your journey and just to hear about you. Because when I do go to events and people are um, you know, I always wear my merch and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, you do shows. And they're like, when are you going to do a show around here? I'm like, I don't really do shows around here, but you know, my homie does. And I usually name drop you or uncanny. I was like, you guys can really tap into them. Um, because this is more their Yeah. Show. We thank you for that too, bro. Yeah. So, um, so you told us, you told us how to reach out. You told us kind of what you look for on the showcases and how to participate. But how can how can they support your movement? Where can they find you on socials and things like that? Yeah. So my personal is at the real Rios Mios. That's where I'd be posting on all the funny stuff and just being me. The Instagram Rios Mios events is the business profile. That's where you're going to see the shows, the casting calls, the flyers. That's where you're gonna get more bang for your buck. Reach out for me over there. And I can get you on the show, but follow both, bro. I'd be a little bit of funny, like nah, trying this, to be. This man's funny, like he will, he'll he'll make you laugh, like because those make me laugh. I always vote on just to see the outcome, and the outcome is never what I think it is. It's always funny, <laughs> bro. You know the society's going downhill when whatever loving your mom is more slutty than cheating. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's the gold. But Rios. Rios Mios. Thank you again for sitting down and kicking it with me, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. All mine too.